welcome to the first episode of Gal Gab. <laughs> a real hard-hitting news podcast where we tell you what's going on in women's news 24-7. But not really. But not really. No, no, no. This is her story. On the rocks. With Katie. And Allie. But we're on vacation right now, so we're bringing you a really fun mini-sode. Right, because the thing about podcasting with a family member is that when you have family vacation, you're all on vacation. At the <laughs> you same go time. at the same time. Right, so this is also like the first week of our traveling set yes. because we have to record in, I'm currently in Katie's childhood home, my in-law's house, uh, because like we said previously, we're both moving and then yes. next week we're going to be recording at the beach and then as soon as we get back, we're going to be recording in Katie's home until I move in on a new spot. Yep. It's going to be wild. So this is now a traveling side show. It is. So get ready for that. Um, and it's good because this is basically going to be some news stories, but really just Allie and I hanging out and talking, which right. is going to be great because we got a really lovely review on Apple Podcasts this week. And Formos, Formosa's Pain said that, they like art asides. So cheers to you. So now we they know. They gave us a toast. Because we always wonder whether or not people I like know. or hate it. <laughs> so now we know. So we thank do. you. We'll keep doing it. Um, thank you so much for that. We love the reviews and it means a lot. It does. Um, but we have some margaritas tonight because it's our favorite drink. I think we can say that for certain. Actually, you always say yours is a gin and tonic and I say a white Russian. That's true. But like combined. This is like a combined. It's like if you put those two drinks together. Without the heavy cream. <laughs> or the coffee. Ew. Or the gin. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> oh. However, we're going to be tonight doing something a little different for the mini-sode. We both found some news stories that we just wanted to discuss that involve women. But before that, I want to dive a little bit into our mailbag because <gasps> yes. our listeners are get learning us up they're gabbing too they are <laughs> so first on instagram from a b c d e f g h i j kells i think you really dedicated yourself to that email address <laughs> that's, that's amazing that's a good at that's a good at <laughs> um she gave us what people from botswana are called Ooh. and she lived in botswana for two years that's amazing so she knows i was really excited i'm also assuming she so. I know that's why I said they in the um, Apple iTunes review because yeah, I, wasn't I should sure. do that. Okay, yeah. okay, I should have looked at pictures <laughs> or read your I pronouns. Stalked that person. <laughs> um, however, uh, they said that a person from Botswana is called Matswana. Very interesting, yeah. and not what I would have guessed. Yeah, and then the plurals Botswana. So that wait, Botswana. Cool. It just, or just Botswana. It just said Botswana. Huh. Yeah, interesting. Uh huh. Um. And then Charles recently gave us some really good information in a post. On Godiva. Yes. That was great. I was going to bring him up, too, because he said that when you referred to the goddess, you were probably referring to the triple goddess and the annual sacrificial horned god king. I'm so grateful for Charles. He's a really great person. He knows so much about so many things. That we talk about. Yeah. <laughs> he gives us a lot of details. Have you ever actually, too, dug deep on his Instagram? No. I think he's an artist. Oh. That would make sense because he always suggests artists for us to do. Yeah. Most of it's pencil drawings. Oh, and cool. Things, I think. I don't know what art is. Yeah. But <laughs> it is really cool. I'm, I messaged him and asked for his life story. I was like, do you draw all these? <laughs> so we'll see if I can answer. 
Um, and then last, before we move on, and oh no, there's two more. Sorry, a lot of people have been talking because we're so <laughs> famous. <laughs> on Instagram, the reading bubble said, told us that Catalan doesn't actually refer to um, a dialect of Spanish. It's an actual separate language. Oh. And I didn't know that. We've always referred to it as a dialogue, and they yeah. said it was a common mistake. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I always thought that it was just like, yeah, Catalan Spanish. Like, like British English and American English. Right. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. Because I know that there, um, does it come from like the Basque region? Because I know that there's like a whole The reading bubble? Let like, us know. <laughs> let us know. Give us some more info. Because um, I know that there's like this big region of, I think it's Spain and like the mountains who they're like, look, we don't speak the same language. We're so different. Why are we a part of Spain? We just want to be our own thing. Right. I know because I was at a bar in Laraville called Laraville House one time and this super drunk guy was Wait, like... Wait, where was it? What was it called? Laraville <laughs> <laughs> House. Um, <laughs> in Laraville, Maryland. Um, <laughs> was your cousin Laurel there? <laughs> I wish. Um, but we were talking... Uh, we were, like The news was on and he was like, do you know about the Basque? And I was like, uh, a little bit. And then he talked to me about it for a really long time. But he was super drunk, so I wasn't really listening. Mm. So anyways, but yeah, if you know more about that, let us know. Seriously. <laughs> and then on Twitter, Sarah at Enchanting told us that it was Judith Barcy who voiced Ducky. And she also voiced Anna Marie from All Dogs Go to Heaven. Ah! And um, in that same like string of comments, this was from also from the Botswana episode, yes. but we were talking about this is how off kilter we would get. We were talking about Ducky, but then we were also talking about how um, when women are considered not minors in the United States and they told us that as if a teen has an STD, then they're medically considered an adult, so they can't discuss it with their parents. And if you're 16 and give birth, or in some states 15, then you're considered an adult. Wow. So your medical records become private, no longer a minor. Uh, and the comment was started with longtime listener, first time commenter. <laughs> and I was like, that's a dream. That was a dream that for you to say dream. that. I think I. Um, uh, made a joke about that in our Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Nope, Doctor Ruth Doctor episode. Ruth episode. Mm -hmm. Cause I I love that that little moment of when radio shows were like real heavy on the call ins. Oh, yeah. Um, you know I just love that that's like a relic, and I feel like people. I don't know if a lot of like I'm sure like they obviously know where it comes from. Yeah. But, like I wonder if like shows. a lot of like really young people know. Um, Not which, unless they listen to talk radio. Which also, rest in peace, Mo Gabba. I know, seriously. Oh, my God. And Regis Philbin. What a week. Ugh. I put that under the tagline personal news um, <laughs> in my little document I made for tonight. Because I don't know if pe our listeners know this, but my favorite show growing up was Live with Regis and Kathy Lee. And then it became Live with Regis and Kelly. And then Live with Kelly and Tester Guys. Absolutely And then not. Michael. And then... <laughs> He left, and now I, I mean, maybe live with Regis, I mean, live with Kelly and Mark Consuelos, because yeah. I love them, but I, I was such a huge Regis Philbin fan when I was a kid, and it has been my dream to meet him for my whole life, and now I'm so sad, because it's obviously not going to happen, yeah. which is why it was placed under personal news. There was only two items in personal news. Oh. It was that, and that I got some Swedish clogs. 
why? <laughs> <laughs> why and for what purpose? Uh, to wear and behold. Okay. Um, I just thought they were really cute and to they were dance. on sale on Etsy. Um, and they came actually from Sweden and the the cobbler sent me some Swedish candy. That's super sweet. I know. I haven't eaten it yet because I'm afraid it's poisoned. But Swedish. <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> so what what did you bring for me today? What type of news story did you want to talk about? Because I brought two. Okay. One I think everybody's talking about this week and one I think almost nobody's talking about. So we might Ooh. be bringing up the same thing. I know. So number one thing I wanted to bring up for the first time ever, Oprah will not grace the cover of O Magazine. Did you hear about this? No. According to page six, the August issue of O Magazine will feature Brianna Taylor. Wow. Isn't that amazing? So badass. And it will also include the 89 names from the African-American Policy Forum's hashtag Say Her Name campaign, which works to remind the public of the black women lost to racial or police violence. That's incredible. They just today launched an investigation into her death. <gasps> Did they really? Just today. Oh, my God. It's like, finally. Finally. And Oprah's final words on the subject were, what I know for sure, we can't be silent. We have to use whatever megaphone we have to cry for justice. And that is why Brianna Taylor is on the cover of O Magazine. I cry for justice in her name. So look out for that issue, the August issue of O Magazine, because number one, it's also going to be one of their last, because I think at the end of this year, they're turning to totally online. Right. So we won't like a last print version. Like buy it, buy it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And buy um, that copy. Let people know that that name is important. Absolutely. My favorite thing to scroll by is everybody who like, hi, Brianna Taylor's not trending anymore. Just thought I'd let you know. Yeah, like, exactly. Because I, I honestly, I'm so proud of the fact that like I have not gone one day on social media without seeing something about Brianna Taylor, which means it's definitely like in my feed all the time. It means you're friends good. with the right people. That's true. And you've <laughs> snoozed the right people. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's such a shame. I, and I know, it, I mean, this isn't profound or anything, but I mean, she died for being a black woman sleeping in her bed. Yeah. Like that's, that's absurd reason to die. No. Unacceptable. Um, um, so, so what news, news story do you have for um, me right now? Okay. Do you want the really like trending one or the yes. not so trending Let's one? Let's do the trending one okay. and then we'll do one each of the not so trending ones maybe. I want to talk about AOC. <gasps> Alexandria. Ocasio-Cortez. I'm so excited you're bringing this up. I did not report on this. So okay, good. I want to hear the full Gab story. Okay. So obviously um, many people have watched her like speech, 10 minute speech on Congress floor, which is great because it means it goes in the records of the United yes. States Congress, what she said um, in her red blazer. And if you haven't watched the whole thing, please watch it. It's very calm and eloquent and so good. But basic gist of the story if you don't know is that she was confronted on the steps outside of her job by two male colleagues and one representative yoho yelled at her called her disgusting called her crazy um and walked away kind of she walks away like after being like you're being really rude you know trying yeah. to talk back to him and him yelling over her and she's just like whatever i'm not dealing with this um and as she walked away he said in earshot of um 
some reporters there, and I quote, you fucking bitch. Oh, my God. Um, and then he um, gave an apology on Congress floor that was um, not really an apology. It was the I'm sorry if you misunderstood <laughs> type of apology. What do you mean misunderstood? You called me a fucking bitch he's under like, your breath. He's like, I didn't say it too her. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it doesn't. If you're racist in private, you're still a fucking racist. Like if you're misogynistic and under your breath, you're yeah. still misogynistic. I just could like, not believe it. What? And then he said, I've been married for over 40 years and have <laughs> two daughters. So I'm very cognizant Big of whoop. what I say. Wow, you have sperm. Congratulations. I just I I could not believe that apology like the using your women as like a shield for you like okay so you married a woman that's fine with you using that language well we're all not so what the fuck yeah he said i'm sorry i'm not gonna apologize for being passionate about my country my god and my family meanwhile aoc is busy trying to get rid of the prisons for the people on the border <laughs> you're passionate about your family and you're letting children be locked up Get what? the fuck out of here, Get yo ho! Out of here, <laughs> it's bonkers. God, white men just like older white men in Congress just like cannot handle mm -hmm. AOC. Like one of my favorite pictures of her ever, which we definitely posted like a while ago, <laughs> is her and that fucking like white like this sounds so. <laughs> They've made mention of this on Broad City, like the, her, the white power suit, not yeah. as in like white power, but just like a power suit that is the color white. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she's like walking out of like Congress or something. And like all these like young preppy white dudes are like, just like watching. Her, like, Fuck. And it's like when you finally meet someone who doesn't care about your daddy's money. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I love it. But I also <sighs> love like, OK, so she was born in 1989 so she's a fair bit younger than me yeah um and she's the youngest woman in congress ever to be elected but i just it was funny because i think that just like systematic um or systemic racism i think to a lesser degree happens to women like a lot because when i, I was talking to producer who is a feminist and yeah. like is very pro women and he even slipped up when we were having a conversation about her a couple weeks ago and I said something and I was like man I'm starting to feel old because like I see doctors and lawyers and like congress people who are younger than me and right. I brought up AOC and he was like yeah but does she really deserve to be there <laughs> almost as if like they were looking for younger people and she oh, kind of like, which they were like fit the bill right that fit the bill and they kind of like shoehorned her in which is true but if they had done that to a young male in a business suit would he have said those exact words right does he deserve to be there i think he may have phrased it differently yeah. and we had a long discussion about phrasing <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was like, I, was like I, I understand what you're saying that they yeah. like put out fishing lines for people and she bit but yeah you know yeah she, she bit like she, yeah you could and if it was a boy really it would be work. like they worked their way you know to the top or blah yeah. blah blah so i just thought it was really interesting the way that it was put. yeah no, that's very interesting so there you go there's my mm. aoc in the news <laughs> girl i love um i do have like a few other little little things mm. um but i also want to mention um this Angel City soccer team, which I think is super cool. Yes. So Natalie Portman and other notable celebrity women, including Serena Williams and her infant daughter. She made her infant daughter like 
a founding supporter of this soccer team. So like her name is on like the the funders list. Great. Which I think is so fucking cool. She's like still in like baby booties mm-hmm. and she's like on the board. Um, <laughs> um, Eva Longoria, Jessica Chastain, Mia Hamm, Jennifer Gardner, America Ferreira and Uzo Aduba um, have all banded together to bring the National Women's Soccer League to Los Angeles. So the team is set to debut in spring 2022, and the name is still TBD, but they've been dubbed the Angel City, um, Angel City team for the moment. Um, Julie Ehrman um, is the president, and she says on the website that she had a desire to have a completely women-owned soccer team in her hometown of Los Angeles, Angeles so they could have a team to kind of rally behind. Right. Which I think is a really cool idea to be like, there are a lot of like problems, especially with women's soccer and how they're viewed. So like... We're going to own the team like this collection of like female athletes, females, just, you know, actresses, female entrepreneurs, female um, like uh, activists. You know, it's like a bunch of different types of like really strong women who bring different things to the table. And they're going to own the team all together. Yeah. Perfect. Which I think is so cool because you do have someone who's so entrenched in the sports world, which is you know, uh, Serena Williams. And then you have someone who knows soccer. You have Mia Hamm and a bunch of other like really amazing female soccer players. And then, you know, you have Natalie Portman, who's like a big soccer fan. And she also has like a lot of influence. And like, you just have all these people like coming together to be like, yeah, we want this to happen. Like, I just think it's really cool. So that was my other little news story. I love it. (laughs) I, I, I find that to be Great. I mean, I like the, you know, women's soccer is so overall just disrespected. It really um, is. And, you know, obviously for, for many female sports, a lot of people use the argument like you can't pay the women as much because they don't bring in a, as much money or as many titles. And that is true in a lot of female sports. If you don't bring in money, they can't give you money. But it is not true in soccer. Yes. More money is brought in and more titles are won. So, yep, Absolutely. And you also cannot tell me that, like, Venus and Serena aren't doing the same fucking thing for tennis. Right. Name a male tennis player besides Roger Federer. That was my one. (laughs) Everybody has one. And we have two women that we know. And they're sisters. Name brother tennis players. I'm just kidding. There's also, I think, Maria Sharapova. Mm -hmm. I always forget if she's a tennis player. Billie Jean King. Yes. Four. Four women. Uh, Oh, man. We were going to say Gal Gadot. No. (laughs) I I was going to say the incredible African-American woman who was like the first great tennis player. I don't know why I can't think of her name. Oh, my gosh. Um, Because she's on the list. It's not Wilma Rudolph. She's the runner. Yeah. Um, People are yelling at it right now. I know. You know what? We'll just put it in right here. Your name. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, I just, I think that Venus and Serena are doing like the same fucking thing for, for tennis and they have been for a long ass time, like keeping tennis in the news because, uh, let's all be honest. It's kind of a snooze fest sometimes. Yeah. Nobody, especially now that they're phasing out the grunt rule. (laughs) Yeah. No, because I'm just going to say, I truly believe that that is racist because I think it's only because Venus and Serena do it all the time. And they were winning too much. Yeah. I think that's outrageous and it's so uppity. It's classist. It's it very classist. classist. Yeah. Yes. 
I'm sweating so much. I know, me too. I'm glistening. I'm glistening. The the amount of houses in this neighborhood that don't have air conditioning. I've been living in this, though, so I'm, like, ready for it. Unbelievable. I also think, though, that so female-owned sports teams are typically, like, wives of entrepreneurs. Yeah. And it's really cool to have some female money thrown into the sports game because owning a sports team is not just a little bit rich. It's Mark Cuban rich. Like, you have to be really rich. Right. And that's why I love that it's not, like... I'm Natalie Portman and I'm going to own a soccer team. It's Mm -hmm. like we're going to own it together because I feel like that's a weird thing in sports. So 30 for 30 did a whole thing on that fucking racist asshole who owned what was it? The L.A. something, not the Clippers, Lakers, Lakers. I think it was the Lakers. Yeah. And so he owned them and like he was really racist and kind of saw it as like a plantation thing, which Mm. I hate the idea of that right and i don't like that one person can own all these people all these people it seems so archaic and strange so to have it be like this is a coalition of women also if i got this story wrong and like it is owned by one person please tell me but this is what i understood of the the story Mm. (laughs) i don't want to be wrong i just no, I, I, I want to read about it. I saw okay, about okay, it. Okay. I feel like that was what they said. I think that's what they said. So, um, but yeah, I just feel like that whole idea of like, especially like old white men, like owning like teams of like young, predominantly young, men, like, yeah. young black men is like very uncomfortable. And like, obviously it turned out really bad in that scenario because he was super fucking racist and right. like, I don't know. So you should also listen to the 30 for 30, like, because it's bananas. Well, I think I think it happens a lot with producers, too. I think in music and I think in sports, you actually hold the fate of that person's career in your hands. It's not like being a boss. You you own their talent, which is scary. It's weird. Scary and weird. Why is capitalism like that? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Let's ask Adam Smith here to talk to us today. Adam, he's Um, not here. In lighter news, Kate Winslet would be the voice of Black Beauty in the upcoming Disney adaptation. No, of the horse? (laughs) Kate! I also then stumbled upon another Jezebel article that was like, Black author of Black Beauty was the original horse girl. (laughs) Oh my god. Because it's so true. Like draw me like your French horses. The whole whole article was about like how like she wrote it because she just like really fucking loved horses. And like I never read like the true Black Beauty. Again, I read like the illustrated classics version and Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that like, yeah, the whole story is just like from the perspective of the horse. Yeah. It's just a story about a horse and like the horse experiencing like all these terrible things around it, like, you know, like the error of humans, basically, like, you know, like alcoholism and like abuse and things like that. Right. Um, Which is a really cool idea. But but yeah, the author just like really fucking loved horses. Speaking of animals, <laughs> Sally, me. Sally Henson put out a vegan nail polish that I just bought today great exciting no hooves yeah plant-based nail polish not tested on animals i love it i was and i like sally henson's like nail polish products i've always felt like they're kind of you know they're on the caliber of opi where like it doesn't chip Mm -hmm. you know it's not wet and wild yeah (laughs) no offense wet and wild (laughs) wet and wild is like the lisa frank of makeup yeah uh i don't know (laughs) 
I um I believe so. Yeah. From what I see in the makeup aisle, yes, because I do like to peruse the makeup aisle and I buy mascara mm-hmm. on occasion, but that's pretty much it because I'm <laughs> terrible at makeup. Um and <laughs> me too. Makeup's just like a sports car. You're overcompensating. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I because I love makeup. No. I'm just not good at it, but I do love it. That's the thing. I'm like, it's really because I have a deep-seated jealousy of girls who are good at their makeup. I'm at like, the how wings. the fuck do you do that? Also, I got into a real deep rabbit hole yesterday, and only the only thing that brought me out of it was Paige called me, mm-hmm. which I'm so glad she did, because I was watching this video about this woman who grew up in the Mormon church, left, and then came back into the Mormon church, and is now an influencer. Oh, one of our followers on twitter and instagram grew up in the mormon church and due to this i also follow a lot of other mormon people on twitter um or previously mormon people and it is so interesting i'm not sure if they would be comfortable with me sharing their name but probably i don't know well we'll just keep it on the dl for now it's a bit so so go look through our 2000 followers and figure it out (laughs) (laughs) i was just like going through youtube and i found this video and she was because like i'm very into the idea of the mormon underwear or the mormon undergarments because i don't understand it like basically they have these particular undergarments that they have to wear all the time and her whole video was about um dressing for your undergarments because as she said you can't take a vacation from your undergarments and so you and you can't show them right no you can't show them have you ever seen the mormon underwear i have not okay i'm gonna google it really quick so you can get a vision in your mind all i think about is um the book educated though now whenever i know (laughs) and i i'm sure there are some very different okay so as you can see it's kind of like an 1800 swimming suit it's like bloomers yeah it's like bloomers it's at the top so you really can't wear like spaghetti straps or shorts or anything like that um so okay like the frustrating thing i feel is that it doesn't limit the men at all Mm. but it highly limits the women and what they Mm. can wear well a tweet i saw was one of the a girl was kicked out of a swimming pool for showing her stomach what yeah where in in the mormon uh, oh in the mormon church yeah, yeah, okay yeah. um yeah because uh, i went down this rabbit hole because i work with an agent who owed me some fucking money okay mm. and <laughs> <laughs> then i found out that someone was like well you should probably cut him a break because he just kind of got kicked out of the mormon church i was like what <laughs> and like well because he had some like stuff going on like they think they're gonna let him back in but like they don't know and he is like i didn't because again i've been like now facebook stalking him okay but apparently he's like from utah and i really hope he doesn't listen to this probably not no mm-hmm. never mm-hmm. not at all um and not gonna happen but his wedding was at the big mormon temple in utah in utah damn and like, but I actually don't know if it was at that one because the pictures of it look like the one in D.C. So we have a Mormon temple. And it is stunning. It is the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. And I like I had a couple jobs in Virginia this week, so I got to see it a couple times. 
Um, just and cresting just, around 495, just cresting, resting 495. <laughs> and then it literally comes out of the trees like the Emerald City. If I was to go to heaven, which won't happen, <laughs> that is how I picture it looking. 495. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. 495 is hell. <laughs> the, the chapel. <laughs> And it's so bananas because, like, you're literally going around and then every couple of years someone will spray paint because there is, like, a big bridge that, like, like you know, just like a like a car bridge or something or a train bridge, I think. I think it, I think trains go on it. I don't know. Um, and someone will Everyone spray paint. Everyone knows what a bridge is. <laughs> but it's a different kind of bridge. And someone will spray paint Surrender Dorothy on it. <laughs> And it's perfect. Um, <laughs> everyone from the Capitol Beltway, holla at me because you know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, you want to hear my other little story? Yes. It's a little bit of a Debbie Downer. Oh, no, that's okay. I'll bring it back up with my last one. Okay, great. So in Egypt, um, a court this week in Egypt sentenced a couple young female TikTok girls to uh two years in prison and I thought you were gonna say death so it's oh, no, a yeah. little bit lighter than i thought a little bit lighter two years in prison and uh about a 1900 dollars fine for their tiktok videos what why so they're violating uh family and public morals for their um you know 15 second videos because quote and i quote the women incited debauchery and were encouraging human trafficking these are wait what these are 20 and 22 year old women and they are just doing normal tiktok things at dancing in their kitchen i mean the one girl even wears a headscarf every single time never has her headscarf off and they're inciting human trafficking and 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 encouraging prostitution and violating uh family values again this is like the whole deal with like people being like it's like victim blaming it's like no i'm just a female that exists in the world and you're putting all your shit on me how many how many teenage boys probably have tiktok in egypt that nobody gives a shit about probably a lot it's these these young girls that are just being young girls like they're they're dancing on tiktok who cares I don't know much about TikTok. I'm going to be honest with you. It's I avoid it at all costs. Very simple. It is like a story. It's like stories on okay. Instagram. You can only have a certain length and you put up a little video and you get followers. And it's actually right now the most organic followers you can get. You know how like on really? Instagram you like are usually your followers or other podcasts or like like stores and stuff. Like yeah. if you want organic followers, it's going to be on TikTok because they're it's the new thing. It's the young thing. You got to jump on ahead. So it's just like these young kids that post little videos. Yeah. I have students with millions of followers. Because I've heard that there are like different facets of the TikTok. Like there's uh, witch talk, which is like, you know, witches. Oh, fun. And apparently the baby witches and the older witches are in a big fight right now. Oh, they don't get along? They're no. in different covens? Yeah. They're is that what it's called? Covens. Covens. <laughs> covens. We've been in COVID-19 quarantine too long. I don't know what the O's are supposed to sound like <laughs> we're officially changing covens to covens um <laughs> just reminds me of the um twilight when what's her face 
Elizabeth, um, God damn it. Taylor. In 30 Blackwell. Rock. No, in 30 Rock when they made Liz Bl- Lemon. Not Liz Lemon. <laughs> Fuck, you can cut this. When she was doing a commercial for like, like, oh, and she was like, oh. She was like, <laughs> I had to get rid of my Baltimore accent. Oh. <laughs> um, God damn it. What was I going to say? Coven. There's a fight between the two witch groups. Yes. Because apparently the baby witches are mad at the older witches and they're trying to hex the moon because they're mad at the moon. And do the older witches currently own the moon? No, but the older witches are mad at the baby witches because they don't want them to hex the moon because they're like, no, 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 no. That's not good. Because from what I understand about witchcraft is like the moon's pretty important. So why would you want to hex it? Mm. So that's so how this the is like witches are this is like boomer witches versus millennial witches or exactly. Gen X. Gen I think Z? it's like um I think it's yeah like Gen X and uh, boomer witches right because yeah boomers and Gen X are boomer upper. Gen X are upper and then like millennial and Gen, Gen Z. Z witches which are the baby witches mm-hmm. are um you know and there's obviously a little gray area there so if you're a if you're a zennial, if you're a millennial <laughs> witch that doesn't feel like you belong in the baby witch category and I you do apologize you don't want the moon to be hexed you don't want the moon to be hexed um that story came to me from last podcast on the left they wow. were they were reporting on it a couple weeks ago so i don't know where the moon stands right now i don't know if it's hexed or not but this year has been terrible so probably it's supposed to be a full moon um, on halloween this year that's what's happening that's what's happening. Maybe that's why they're trying to hex it. I don't know. It's the prime prime time. So I don't know about that. But I'm really sad about those TikTokers. They should not be in jail. That's really upsetting. No. And I, I the, the whole reason I brought it up is because I feel like it aligns so much with like AOC's story where it's like, you know, you're a young female in Congress and mm. people don't think you belong there. Just like these young girls are on TikTok and they're like, you can't act like that on TikTok. That's so frustrating. And it's like, you know what? Yes, they can. Yes, they can. Um, so my last news story that I brought to the table is that Alicia Keys is making a documentary for PBS on black women entertainers. <gasps> Deadline reports that the documentary titled American Masters, How It Feels to be Free, um, and based it's based sim- on a similarly titled book by Ruth Feldstein, um, it'll focus on six entertainers, Lena Horne, Nina Simone, um, Diane Carroll, Abby Lincoln, Pam Greer, and Cicely Tyson. Um, so each of the women had to work against and eventually overcome this industry rife with systemic racism, stereotypes, and roadblocks. And so the whole documentary is like about how they overcame that and became these just american masters at music and shit and like so i just think it's really cool and i'm super excited about this documentary apparently COVID has not stopped production good because they're doing a lot of like archival material and they're doing like mainly like interviews so they can do the interviews like still with each person they just have to make sure everybody's safe and then they do the interviews and they're still going to get all of them and the it's right on schedule that's excellent. I'm yeah. always wondering what Alicia Keys is doing. Because she's always doing cool ass things. I'm obsessed with her. She's a great. She's great. When she hosted the Grammys, I think that was one of the best years. Ugh. It was so good. She's just fantastic. And she um, keeps herself out of like debauchery. Yes. Not that I hate debauchery. She's just yeah. very good at staying like private and like to herself. And yeah. 
honing her art. Yes. Which, um, so Dak Shepard has his armchair expert podcast and he interviewed her and it was a really great interview because she talks about a lot of things that like she was talking about, like when she was young and in the music industry, like, you know, she got kind of bamboozled into doing like this kind of like topless shoot and she was like really uncomfortable and like, it just like showing a lot of her like vulnerability, like in those early years and then how she, kind of grew from it and learned from it and the whole interview was really incredible uh and then he also interviewed john legend recently did you know that john legend started high school at the age of 12 no yes he was like a child prodigy and then he got accepted into harvard and a couple other ivy league schools and ended Hmm. up going into to upenn which is an ivy league school and it was just like by like saying yes that he got into the music industry like someone was like hey my cousin's coming into town his name is Kanye West like do you want to go hang out with him and he was like yeah sure like you know like yeah yeah, he's an up-and-coming producer and like da 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 and like like and then he's working on something with Jay-Z and then he got to know Jay-Z and he played the um piano on one of um Lauren Hill's songs on her first solo debut album like after the fuji like strumming my thing that's it absolutely i love lauren hill um yeah it's just like this really fascinating interview where you like learn that john legend is like the smartest person on the planet that is cool but i definitely think 12 is a normal age to go to high school is it i think so 12 or 13 what what age what age do they normally go at I feel like 13. Oh. So it's like a year early. Maybe. That, unless he has I a late birthday. I think he might have a late birthday. Because they said he skipped two grades. Mm. He skipped two grades. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because I have kids that come into sixth grade at 10. 10. Okay. So 10, 11, 12. Okay. That would be if they're really young. But he could have skipped two grades and had a late birthday. In which yeah. case then he's still 12. Maybe. Million. Who knows? Know. If you know John Legend's birthday, let me know. I did not figure that out in the interview. But. No. Either way, I got some really interesting information on him. And, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we're here to tell you about <laughs> today is John Legend's birthday. Um, but we don't know it. We don't know it. Mm. Um, yeah. And I think the last thing that maybe we should cover is the the black and white photo thing. Because like. So it started with Turkey. It started with the Turkish women. And um, it's clearly why we have not posted. Yes. Because it was a whole separate movement. And but I also don't want women who like did post to like feel Feel bad bad because I wouldn't have known like someone did, you know, nominate me. But I uh, don't normally participate in those things uh, kind of for this reason. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I got I got nominated too, And like I do think like. I think with like American beauty standards, I really do like when I see like women and like moms like really just trying to love themselves and love what they look like and do it for women empowerment. And like, this is who I am. This is what I look like. But I also like anytime I'm challenged for one of those things, like what your 10 favorite albums, one a day for 10 days, your 10 best mom moments, one a day for 10 days. I'm like, you know what? That's like chain mail. Yeah. I like to me, I just don't. It's, it's, I would rather be organic on social media. I agree. Because, like, for me, like, those kind of things always remind me of, like, you know, forward this email to 10 people or you'll be cursed forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, and, like, again, like, no shame to people who, like, want to do that. You can post and, like, whatever the hell you want. You can post whatever you want. But I just, I did feel really bad for a lot of, like, 
women and girls who were being like really shit on because they didn't realize. Yeah. Because social media is really difficult to navigate. It is. And like I first saw the thing and I was like, oh, that's cool. Like women empowering women. That's neat. Like and I didn't frankly think too much of it. Like because I've also I also have been trying to like limit my time on social media because it's been terrible for my mental health oh my gosh it can Um, be it can be really 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 overwhelming yeah um Um, and I think a lot of women right now I know specifically my friends obviously being a teacher I have a lot of teacher friends a lot of teachers are feeling really down right now because they are getting yelled at on social media like well they're in the middle of like one of the biggest debates of the century right now people are yelling at teachers openly like it was our decision like we had any say in this like at all um so yeah i know that a lot of them really need those like i'm gonna post a picture to feel good about myself type things but it is yeah i mean i do i do think it's important because it's a lot like the forgotten women of juarez podcast where it's like there are women in turkey who are disappearing because of femicide right and we should all think a little bit more about femicide so i understand why the movement started but it has spiraled out of control Yes, it has. And uh, apparently CNN just did another article that was like, you know, it wasn't about Turkish women. Hold on. Yeah, because, I mean, it could have just been someone saying that. Like, it could have been somebody saying, oh, this was about Turkish women. Look at you, you narcissistic person. You know what I mean? They could have been totally changing. Yeah. It doesn't, you can't trust anything you see on the internet. You can't. Specifically us. (laughs) And like... The thing about this whole thing is I think it's great that now we do know about this domestic abuse, you know, and femicide situation happening in Turkey. Now we're all very aware of it. And if it started as that or if it didn't, now we know. Right. And I also think it's cool that like even like certain like I know Sarah Jessica Parker, even before like the whole Turkey thing came out. She was like, hey, I don't really like posting pictures of myself necessarily. So I'm going to post a picture of this like, you know, woman who's doing a lot of really good work in terms of like, um, uh, you know, like croppers in like Mexico or something like that. Like, you know, and that was really cool. And she didn't even know about the whole thing. So <laughs> um, she's just being awesome on so, her own. I don't know, because now people are saying that it didn't start with that. But some people are saying that it did. So whether it did or didn't, I think it's cool that women are encouraging other women to love themselves. And I also think it's great that people are now being educated on what's going on with Turkish women. Right. So either way, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, either way you slice it, people are becoming more educated and more uplifted. So listen, brief outline. We did incredible things tonight. We did (laughs) brief outline. We really, we really brought the news. Um, and on on girl gab on gal gab gal gab girl gab i didn't name it (laughs) so yeah that's it and if you want us to do more of these let us know um because this is like the easiest episode we've ever prepped for which was fantastic it was really just an excuse for us to drink together exactly but also because we are coming up pretty quickly on our two-year anniversary and have put out New material every week for two years. Every week. That's a lot. We have never left you high and dry. Never. I just want to remind you that when you listen to your other podcasts. (laughs) Through a pandemic, (laughs) through two moves, through everything.
through alcohol alcohol lots of alcohol so we love you thank you for listening um and you ready to go back to the beach i'm ready to go back to the beach let's hit it um <laughs> funnel cakes funnel cakes um safely with masks. safely with masks um so we love you and rate and review us on itunes and i think that's it find us everywhere find us everywhere we'll see you next thursday with actual information exactly <laughs> we love you goodbye You've been listening to Her Story on the Rocks. We are independently produced by 1986 Entertainment and proudly recorded in Baltimore, Maryland. If there's a woman in history you would like us to cover, you can email us at herstoryontherocks at gmail.com. You can also message us on Twitter or Instagram. We post all of our cocktail recipes on Tuesdays so that you can go get all the supplies you need and drink along with us. See you next week. Bye.